In between the time of recording this episode and its official release, we've learned that Chris Daughtry's daughter Hannah has passed away. We wanted to send our deepest sympathies to Chris, Deanna, and the entire Daughtry family. Thank you. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to talk about custody battles. Which, now that I say it out loud, isn't really an itch anybody ever wants to talk about. (laughs) It's just something that has to happen sometimes. And of course, we are talking about custody battles with music, like yes, music yes, yes. related, not just <laughs> not your children divorces and yeah. children. Like, yeah, oh yeah, well, and it's news. Apparently, somebody's getting divorced. <laughs> we <laughs> we like to be therapeutic when we can, but that is not our realm right now. We're we're sticking purely to the music world. But before we get too much into that, I had a little bit of of housekeeping I wanted to do here as a follow up to a couple of previous episodes. So in a bit of fun news. So we just did an episode last week on Limp Biscuit, And uh, I found out today that Limp Biscuit's drummer, John Otto is going to be launching his own online music school. So if you've ever wanted to learn to play drums from Limp Biscuit, you can, and that would be kind of cool. You know who else is doing that? Metallica. You can take Lars lessons. No, you can take <laughs> lessons on how to be a band from Metallica. Okay. I'm not making that up. It has been advertised all over my effing feed. How much does that run? I'm sure an arm and a leg or your firstborn. <laughs> it's Metallica we're talking about. They're not cheap with anything. Not with That's anything. why, you know, we're just talking about how the whole Welcome to Rockville is going to be streamed on Twitch this weekend. Except Metallica. Fuck that. They're not letting their shit be seen for free. <laughs> you don't get that Metallica You don't for get free. that shit. You gotta pay. You'll pay all your monies for that. They have not, set not that even precedence. Twitch, yeah, not even if Twitch paid them to, yeah. <laughs> to use it. They've set that precedence for 20 years that you got to pay to see Metallica. Hear it, pay it, see it. You got to pay it. What if that's the whole course is in how to get paid? Be like, <laughs> probably lesson one. I don't mean, if let that's, people have your crap for free. <laughs> if that's the case, then they definitely need to invite Gene Simmons to be a f- professor at that teacher at that school, too. Oh, gosh. he Yeah, he's got tenure. Yeah. And if that's the case, we need to set up a GoFundMe for Tommy Vex to uh, to take that course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's we'll get there. there. People that will that will go fund that dude. <laughs> anyway, so you can take drum lessons online from John Otto of Limp Biscuit. Um, the dude from Jimmy World I know is actually doing a similar thing over the pandemic, which makes total sense. If you're a professional musician and you can't play shows, why not teach some kids virtually? So. Options out there. Just do or a if you got here. lots of money, then you can learn how to be a band from Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. Which probably should just save your money and be a band and front your, yeah. your produce. It, it, it probably costs as much as a record studio. Like, right, deal. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> just to get another like to, to record a full album, or you could, you know, learn how to be a band. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unless the Metallica course comes with an opening slot on one of their shows as like the final payoff yeah. of, the, of the whole thing. That's the final installment payment. Well, that no, that's your that's your, your payment. That's your reward back. You get to open for them. Then you that's, know. Then, that's then after, we can talk. That's after all the checks clear. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
man. I don't even I don't even know where to go with that. I love Metallica, don't get me wrong, but as South Park says, you know, somebody's got to help Lars Ulrich afford his ninth house or <laughs> I was going to make a joke about him needing to upgrade his drum set, but uh, but they've released music since that and so it, the joke is the joke is instantly super outdated. Yeah. So, but it was made and explained here. But to be fair, one thing that Metallica has done well over the years is they are very good at getting along. They have lost members and, and have, you know, gone through changes, but they still seem to get along with those past members. And so one of the a couple of things that we're going to talk about today are bands that just can't do that. They just now I will say it took years for Metallica to get over it with Dave Mustaine. That's that is one thing that they they kind of did have a little squirrel uh a squirrel, Swir- you know, and that's why, yeah, oh yeah, squall. they went at it. A squall, squall, squirrel, squirrel. Let's. Swir- I'm gonna let's, call it a squirrel. I like squirrel, squirrel better. It's not a- <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say squirrel. <laughs> that's what I heard, and that's what I'm gonna pretend you said. Well, that's what deaf. I refuse to believe. <laughs> like Tommy Vex, I can believe things even if they're not true. No, <laughs> we'll get there. Let's just not even talk about the main topic. Let's just throw the jabs throughout the rest of the. <laughs> talking about other stuff. <laughs> no, but you're 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 right though. They did some kind of monster. They even had a whole documentary about how they get along, or about yeah. you know figuring out how to get along. I guess. And who knows? Maybe uh, the bands that we talk about will do that. But uh, eventually, over time, I mean, it took like I said, it took years for them to do that with Metallica and, and Dave Mustaine. But it's true. Uh, so we're going to talk about a couple bands in particular tonight that have gone through a couple changes or kind of a, a divorce or. Uh, and the reason why we say a divorce or custody battle, because members have changed, but other members have remained the same and or they kept the name or, you know, it's just really odd situations. It gets sloppy when the main people in bands part ways and they both, you know, might have interest in continuing to market that name. And so yeah, it's definitely interesting and it happens a lot. I mean, it's really surprising how stuff like that does happen, how often stuff like that does happen. But you got to remember, yeah, most of these bands, you're you're touring together. You're with these guys all the fucking time. You have to deal with their, their shit all the time. Like, you know, <laughs> you could be living in a van with them. And, and so, yeah, I can, I can completely understand why bands aren't able to get along all the time. I mean, it, it just makes sense. But then you have like the, you know, the bands that have gotten along for years. It's crazy. The, just yeah. the differences, you know, it's, but I just, I just think it's different personalities, you know, when you have a pompous ass of a you know lead singer or something, then yeah, everybody's gonna clash with them. So you know what? Eventually, they'll just Axl Rose your ass and kick y'all out. <laughs> Dan, Dan has used the term the name Axl Rose as a verb in like it's, half a dozen episodes of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime somebody gets cut, that's what it. That's what no, it's, it's referred to as. You got Axl. Been Axl Rose. It is when the Axl lead Rose. singer cuts the entire band. It's happened yeah, like yeah. three times. Yeah, yeah. I, I can remember Axl Rose did it. Of course, the Guns N' Roses, and then Days of the New did it uh, to his entire band. Uh, and it, there's like another one. So. It, and it did, it did happen to the second band we'll talk to, but we'll get there. Yeah. Let's mention these guys because we're just, we're, we keep leading in. We keep, I mean, we've dropped Toby Vex's name. Yeah, we've dropped his name several times. We were all journalism students. We can't keep burying leads here. So <laughs> now f- get to it. for the blood. Let's get to it. So, so Bad Wolves and Fuel, bands from very different generations, both released albums back to back in late October back-to-back weeks in late October. And um, both of them, since they last released an album, have gone through 
significant and sort of messy. One sort of messy, one definitely messy. Uh, lineup changes. <laughs> and public, too. Publicly public messy. Things. Yeah. <laughs> so do we want to start with the, the less messy one? Yeah. Because that's the kind of one, you know, that's the one I think, I just, I don't know. I want to get out of the way because the <laughs> album itself is is something. <laughs> yeah. So about a year ago, Brett Scallions, the lead singer of Fuel, uh, known for some early 2000s hits, uh, namely Hemorrhage being probably the biggest one, put out a big Facebook post saying, you know, I'm no longer in Fuel. There's some unresolved differences that finally led to the point where I got to go. I got to go forever. And he says, you know, I've been working on some solo stuff and I'm going to be taking that out, touring, performing that, and also songs I've made famous over the years and some some songs from other artists. So that happened. He's gone, right? Yep. Sometime also during that time, uh, the founding member of the band and, and the primary songwriter, as unlike most bands where the singer often is the main songwriter, in this case, it was actually their guitarist, Carl Bell, for, for all the years that they were making big hits. Uh, he came back to the band. He'd been gone for a decade. Yeah, I was going to say, with the exception of the previous album where... Puppet Strings, right? Yeah, Puppet Strings was Brett Scallions and an entire new lineup. Yes. Yes. So what you had going on here was Carl Returns. Brett leaves, Carl Returns. Carl gets the original drummer of the band, Kevin Miller, also to return. They had had a breakup of them, their own years and years ago. And over over time, they slowly patched up their differences and kind of decided it was time to get back together. So what you had this super weird situation here where the band making this new album called Anomaly is literally an entirely different band mm-hmm. than the band that did Puppet Strings. Both featured original Fuel members, yeah. but not together. <laughs> Correct. And I didn't realize this, but there has been 20 members of this band over the years. <laughs> <laughs> you, if, you took, if you took a four-piece band, you could create five bands out of the members yeah. of this. Wow. Now, granted, we're including a couple of touring musicians in there as well. Yeah, not, yeah, not necessarily yeah. full-timers, but that is still a big number. <laughs> <laughs> so it's obvious that there's been some kind of volatility happening here. <laughs> Yeah, so, so so just make sure I understand this correctly. So basically, Brett was the only original member when uh, Puppet Strings came out. Correct. And then they basically just switched members. Like, everybody yep. just, like, left that was in the band. And then, like, some people that were formerly in it rejoined, right? The drummer and the guitarist. Okay. The original drummer and guitarist came back. It doesn't say exactly when the guitarist, Carl Bell, came back. I kind of feel like it was implied that he technically returned before Brett left, but they hadn't actually like worked on anything together. Yeah. Okay. So then you had two original dudes, and I believe that Carl basically brought the other, a lot of other musicians, musicians he was currently working with in to form a new fuel. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's weird. It's wild. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's a definitely interest interesting story. Uh, that's for sure. The one thing I will say is, like, has this singer been part of anything, or did they just find him on the street? Like, where did he come from? (laughs) Their new vocalist is a guy named John Corsale, um, who was working with Kevin Miller, the drummer, 
right. in a band called Smashed. And so they basically said, hey, bring my singer in with me and he'll do he'll do fuel. OK. And so, yeah. Now, b- before we get too far into this, I do want to make reference kind of a a hypothetical. What if this happened? So back in 2006, uh, when Chris Daughtry was an American Idol, he was offered the lead singer spot of Fuel, and he politely uh, declined it. So good for it, him. It's one thing. To, it's it's one I thing. Mean, it to, worked out. Yeah, it did. It did. It's but it's it is one thing to think about had he accepted that where Fuel would be with him as the as the front man. I, I honestly think that it, it would be in the same position because I think he would have realized that I should just be doing solo shit. <laughs> probably. You're probably, probably right. Way better <laughs> than the rest of this band. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so two, two bits of information relevant to that one, um, what you just inadvertently revealed is that this is actually the second time that Brett Scallions has left fuel. Yes. The first was in 06. Yes. And that around that time was also when Chris Daughtry, one of the big songs that propelled yep. him on American Idol was his cover of Hemorrhage. They started charting in the top 10 of uh, iTunes when iTunes was like a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he was great and, and he had a, a very rocky start to his solo career, but now he's very well established. I think he definitely made the right decision in the, in the long run, but yeah, okay. no, I, I agree. It would definitely be interesting to see where few would be. I don't think that they would have gone. I don't think they would have put out puppet strings and I don't know if scallions would have been able to put out puppet strings in his own name or it had it been, you know, you picked yeah. up, you could call it that like functionally his own solo album. <laughs> Yeah, it essentially is. It, looking back yeah. on on how everything worked out, it is mm-hmm. a solo album, and I guess that's what he figured too. Is like, hey, I don't need the name. I put out a great album because I I truly think Puppet Strings was a great album. It, it, it was had top ten, I think, that year. Yeah, it, it had some great singles off it, like Cold Summer and yeah. uh, Soul to Preach to, and and what could, what could we never have. So yeah, I I really feel that he just felt like. I don't need the name at this point. I've established myself and I'm just going to go be scallions and, or, and the rat pack behind me. I don't know what the hell he's going <laughs> to, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the Brett scallions and the puppets, I, I, I guess. And the puppets. <laughs> he's, he's the puppet master. Pull yeah. Pulling pull the strings. strings. That's yeah. right. <laughs> he couldn't pull the strings of fuel. So he left. <laughs> A new band petroleum. <laughs> so, so, you know, and, and just so well, the only thing I wanted to say is that like, yeah, so I, they did move on. They got the new singer. They they brought a couple of members back. And the, the thing that I had a hard time with this new album is that they don't have an identity. Uh, mm. They don't sound like anything. They don't have a particular unique sound. They they just sound like everything and nothing at all. Like, it's. That's not the first time you use that e- that description I, either. It's because it's a great description. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, were, where were you going to reference, Aaron? You were going to say something. Well, I don't know if I want to interrupt that, but I do okay. have another note on Brett Scallions that we'll we'll come back to. We'll, we'll, I, we'll I will make back. sure. I will we'll make sure back. to get that in here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, what I will say about this this album, which we've we've referenced that it's anomaly, correct? Yep. Yes. No, I didn't say that, but you did. yes okay all right but with this with this new album musically i think there's some decent tracks on here i think musically it's good vocally 
it's not that the the new singer isn't a good singer. I don't, I wouldn't say, but it's, it's very overproduced with like vocal effects and like Mm -hmm. echoes and it, it distorts his voice. So it, it makes him sound like he's not a clean vocalist like Brett would be. That makes sense. And I, uh, the guy doesn't have a bad voice by any means, but I, I mean, Brett, I thought Brett Scallions was a pretty recognizable one. And so, yeah, it's lead vocal is such a hard thing to take to roll to step into for a band. Well, there's and just so much expectation. Yeah. Even for a band like Fuel that hasn't been you know, particularly like notable for quite some time still. And then to make matters worse for John, can you imagine when they go out on tour and they start singing songs is like, play hemorrhage. He's going to. He's gonna have to. Oh yeah, sing, and, and, as he should. It, sing but it. Then the weird thing is. <laughs> so the weird thing is, okay, now they go out there, but do they play anything off of puppet strings? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, that's <laughs> I wouldn't I if, if nobody in the band had anything to do with it, unless there's a track on there that they all just loved. Also, it makes me wonder if Brett would have a problem with that. Although he did say he was going to go out and play fuel songs more or less. Right. So well, and I think that's kind of why they left, why Brett, Brett mm-hmm. left amicably because he's like, you know what? If I leave on good terms, then I'll still be able to play their songs it's, live. Yeah, right. And, and you know, and and I, you know, because he technically sings them and he sings them great. Obviously, they're they're meant for his singing. Right. He does. I will note from from his his note that he left or that he wrote when he left. I was a little annoyed by the idea. He says, I plan to be touring and performing not only the new solo material, but also the songs I've made famous over the years. Yeah. Particularly <laughs> taking credit yeah. for fuel songs, despite not being the primary songwriter of the band, but not being, not being as douchey as Tommy was about it. No, it's a little <laughs> less than that. Um, that bar was set just at an absurd level, but <laughs> It's still a little bit smug. Like there's a little bit of a shot in there. Like these yeah. are my songs. Yeah, they're kind of your songs and a bunch of other people's songs. Right. <laughs> yeah, but okay. To okay, I I do agree with you in the sense that yes, he did not write them, so he doesn't necessarily get credit. However, Fuel would not have been the band that they were without him as a frontman. And the reason right. now I'm not talking to just his voice. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not talking about just his voice. One of my and one of my favorite memories, and, and <laughs> Hannah can attest to this, and, and maybe you, I don't know if you guys were at this concert or not, but back, back in like 2001, I think, uh, there was a Point Fest, and Fuel was on the front stage, and granted, I had lawn seats, so you couldn't really see that much. The one thing I do remember, because <laughs> they played during the day, so like you couldn't really see, like they didn't show it on the big screens, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing I do remember seeing very vividly is he had these red leather pants. Yeah, you've you've referenced this before. (laughs) You told this story before. I was like, I think this is the red pants story. (laughs) I mean, so like, dude, it takes some gall to to wear some red leather pants, even as a rock star. Something something else was hemorrhaging. I'm sure in the St. Louis summer heat, you better it was. Oh, my goodness. So that's uh, yeah, I, I definitely have mentioned it because the, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's images like that. Like you have to have a unique personality as a lead singer. You just said it's it's tough. You have to be somebody unique that stands out there. That's a character that is going to entertain or, or at least make a memory. And 
I don't feel for one, you know, I do agree that there was some decent riffs. There was some decent songs and I don't think that they put it all together. Right. And I think I that maybe they'll get there eventually over time as you know, I think I, all bands, if they can stick together, get better with time. That mm-hmm. I would note as the big thing. I don't, I doubt this band will be in the same lineup on the next album. It doesn't seem yeah. to be their thing. Anymore. Right. <laughs> and so that's, I mean, that's going to be the, it is like, if they continue with this, yeah, then Brett Scallions might have the last laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say, yeah, I mean, I, I can agree with that. Um, You know, I mentioned I text the guys earlier today. I was like a third of the way through a, a repeat list. And I'm like, this is a little better on repeat. But then by the time I got to the end, I was like, it, it nope. wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> so, and, it felt like work to have to listen to, it, in my opinion. Even at 30, 36 minutes or so, it still yeah. started to feel droney and long at the end. So I don't know. The one thing I do want to reference is um, so... Dan was texting us and saying, so after the first three tracks, does this get any better? (laughs) And I will say it doesn't start off very strong. So I think the first three are probably the worst. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because like the fourth song, it got really good. The fourth and fifth are probably like, you know, the best tracks on the album, to be honest. But Yeah. uh, yeah, it was it was it was uh, tough to really stick with it. Yeah, track track four, I'm gone. Track five, the only ones, and track six, keep it away. Were were some pretty good tracks. So, so if the if we ever did this for a flavor of the week on the radio, those are the ones that would be selected. <laughs> uh, That's the specific question I'm asking. That's a big if, but yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the band credit for one for one particular thing, um, something that is personally I always appreciate. The album cover of this yep. is not only cool looking, but it looks like a fuel album cover. It yeah. does. It, it does match the vibe that they typically give off in their album art. And I appreciate that, that consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my favorite thing about it, but that's, that's, you know, album yeah. art is, is a, something that needs to be respected. And so, and I respect this art. So I'll give them credit for that. That's it true. is, but with the, uh, advancement of digital releases. I have a feeling it's going away. <laughs> I, I can't even buy most stuff on, on CDs now or albums. So I, I just imagine that less well, and less they, effort's going to be put into it. They still have to have a thumbnail for, for the files or whatever. Right, right. Even yeah, on even streaming services, a, you, you still get that, that one image anyway. Yeah. And most of the time it's a band pick. Well, no, I'm not talking about the banner at the top. I'm just talking when you release an album. Yeah. And so and so, yeah, I mean, you, you, if you go to a streaming site, you'll see the cover for Anomaly and it's, it's a pretty cool cover. Yeah, I, yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So weird situation going on with those guys. I can't say I fully get it. The, the note I wanted to make earlier was that we we keep saying Brett Scallions and it just it's funny. It makes me a little bit hungry. Like, have you seen a scallion? A scallion <laughs> is like it's like a green onion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just keep thinking about vegetables it's like a chive or something. Yeah. Like the whole time, every time we mention his name, I'm That's thinking, funny. I'm thinking about like some toppings for something, some some uh, <laughs> onion dip of some sort. Brett Scallion and the chives, <laughs> <laughs> produce section. The produce section would be their debut album. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a great idea. I'm gonna talk them into that. <laughs> So that was one. I don't know if you would say it ended amicably or or not. It sounds like they mostly just passed ships passing in the night. Here, you it's, have the band now. I'm well, done. <laughs> a, a thing to somewhat compare it to 
would be uh, sticks with Tommy Shaw and, and Dennis DeYoung. They kind of broke off into their own ways and shared yeah. custody, as it were. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's somewhat comparable because Tommy Shaw sticks acts like Dennis DeYoung doesn't exist. No, I know, like, I know. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't say that that Dennis DeYoung doesn't like, only perform. Dennis who? Yeah, don't know him. Did, no, he didn't write half the songs. Fuck you. Hey, he's he's at a casino somewhere performing yeah. right now. <laughs> wow. Go on. Band custodies are fun. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many of them. I, yeah. I sent you guys a link earlier today. And we won't go into all of them, but it, it was like this has been a thing that's going on since the beginning of rock bands existing. Pretty much. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Well, well, so many funniest- eventually will fight over the identity of. The, the funniest band. one is Jefferson Air- Airplane, Jefferson Starship, and Starship all and Starship. fighting, all fighting a <laughs> yeah. triple threat match. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And then the Beach Boys, and then the the Beach Boys, and family and friends, and family and friends. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to figure out a different way to to do it, which which I I I guess could lead us to the. The other one here that released an album. Yeah. Well, okay. So one thing I wanted to say, so the one album yeah. that we're going to be talking about next is the new bad wolves album. And the one thing I do respect is that the band itself seems like they are trying like hell to just move forward. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I give them kudos united. for that. And I, yeah. I do think that this album is a great attempt at that. And I, I don't. Okay. I, I, I think that the last album nation was still better, but yes, I, I will say I, I really do like this album because I write, I, I like the singer a lot better. I just think that he, he he's brand new to the band. I don't think they have that chemistry yet. Cause you know, even yeah. Vex took a whole album to kind of really get chemistry with the van. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as time goes on, if they continue to stay together, I think this band is going to be amazing. Yeah. And I, I will say that compared to, fuel with bad wolves had had we not known about the situation with bad wolves it probably would be a little harder to tell that it wasn't tommy on this particular album i mean you could if you really listen you can tell differences but it's 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 a better match you feel like it's a smooth yeah it's a smoother transition. transition yeah yeah, he's not trying to sound like Tommy, but it just I think that Bad Wolves has such an identity that he just fit right into that. Exactly. And and that's and that is my my major thing. One reason why I liked the Bad Wolves album so much better than the Fuel is because Bad Wolves has an established identity. They have an established sound. And like I said, I think the singer just really kind of just fit right in. He just kind of just slid right in and didn't like it just like you said, it's just a seamless transition. Mm-hmm. So kudos to them. So the story. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and so good on them for coming out right now in a pretty good place, by and large. I think, you know, the story of Tommy Vexed and Bad Wolves has been pretty public for the last couple of years. A uh, little history here. Bad Wolves is a band, you know, a hard rock band, sort of a metal band. Uh, their biggest claim to fame until Tommy Vexed did what you just went off the rails was uh, <laughs> was a cover of the Cranberry Zombie. 
And um, and I have to say, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before on the podcast, is that I, I just don't like bands that make it big off of cover songs. And, and that's yeah. exactly what Bad Wolves did when they first came out. They made it huge off of that song because she died right at the time that they were trying to make the video for it. Yep. Which, that's just and, an un, you know unfortunate coincidence, but still. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not saying that that's what propelled them to being, you know, to get so popular. I think it was just an unfortunate coincidence that that worked out in their favor. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I do want to make reference real quick. It's it's kind of a bad sign when two of your top ten on Spotify are zombie and zombie acoustic. <laughs> well, it's yeah, like, like I said, it's it's the thing that they got big <laughs> off. Uh, my issue is that I'm a huge Cranberries fan, and I don't think anybody should ever probably try to cover. Like Dolores is not a person that can be imitated. Not that. Not that Tommy tried to imitate her in any real way, but yeah, I feel like Zombie is a song that was best left alone to begin with. But that's just me being a fan of especially of them and missing and missing her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, you know, from what I understand, she was supposed to be in the song in the cover. Like they, th- that's the unfortunate thing that happened is that she was scheduled to actually record with the band and be a part of the cover song. Yep. Um, but she passed away before that could happen. Yeah, I believe she left a message with a person dealing with the transaction of of covering the song and, and trying to be a part of it. And just one of those unfortunate things that just kind of happened. Yeah. So that was their, you know, their original big break. And come, you know, they put out a few albums. They're pretty successful. Come uh, about 2020. Yeah, the, the beginning of 2020. Yeah, so, so well, late 2020, the same time that Brett was leaving Fuel, um, Tommy says that the band is just about completed their third album and, and you know, are hoping to release it soon. Uh, come the beginning of 2021, he, set, he announced that he was leaving the band uh, with the intention to start his own career. <laughs> And the rest of the band released a very, you know, regular but not revealing anything statement, basically saying, hey, it's true. We're parted ways. We're going to keep making our new album. We're grateful for Tommy's contributions. They left it at that. A big reason that that happened was I want to be careful because we aren't we aren't inherently a political show and we're not trying to be and we're not trying to slam. We're not trying to, to take or slam a political side per se. But what we are noting and I think we can all agree on is that there reaches a point of in- extremism that is insanity. Yes. And yeah. Tommy Vex crossed that line and was just one of those people who was loud and was shouting about conspiracy theories and was playing the victim every time tra- somebody tried to call him out on it. And just all of this unwanted attention that you don't want as a rock band that's trying to go anywhere unless your kid rock catering to your fan base. Um, (laughs) Basically he's playing all of the Trump cards, the literal Trump card. (laughs) And uh, let's, let's just kind of run down some of them. He, Oh boy. All right, (laughs) go ahead. Let's do it. We are going to do this. Yes. All right. He tried to do a GoFundMe because he realized that he couldn't really make the music on his own. And he did cover songs 
and tried to make people pay for it on GoFundMe, and he doesn't own the rights to any of the cover songs. So <laughs> GoFundMe, shut that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go fund me. <laughs> yeah. And then he takes credit for uh, Ivan Moody's sobriety, basically, <laughs> like saving his life from alcoholism, which that's quite a bit of a stretch there. Yeah. I heard that one. That was pretty funny. Ivan Moody's like, really? You did that? <laughs> yeah. It's that thing's. That, that's a whole story in itself, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, things haven't exactly gotten better for the guy, you know, around also during that time when he was just being too loud in all the wrong ways. Uh, he was accused of domestic violence by a former girlfriend. And I'm, I obviously we, I don't know, you know, whether all that was true or not. It certainly doesn't paint him in a good light. It's not a good look. No. And so that's the kind of thing that can ruin you, whether it happened or not. But either way, you know, it's just another thing to pile on to the, the mess of what was going on with him and the band. Yeah. So he leaves the band in January, keeps trying to do his own thing, really uh, seems obsessed with kind of noting how he's the one that's, you know, responsible. He's the one that, well, we'll get there here. So in May 2000 of this year, in May of this year, Tommy actually was the one that broke the news that Bad Wolves yeah. had announced their new vocalist, a guy named uh, Daniel Laskowitz. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. I don't DL. know. Sure. That's impressive. DL. Yeah. The, he, and so Tommy says the band's going to have to change the name if they don't pay for the songs I wrote. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so the band, the band keeps trying to take the high road about, you know, a week or two later They're uh, They're like, yeah, DL actually did join the band. We're working on a new, a new album, which would be the best Bad Wolves album to date. Which is, is for one, something you always say when you make a new of album. Of course. But of for course. two, a little bit of a dig. Still a pretty professional dig, but a little bit of a dig. Yeah. <laughs> so they their statement then was, we disagree with the validity of much of what he said publicly about our parting of ways, but we'd prefer not to look back on the past, but instead focus on the new chapter. To what Dan said is like, they seem to be trying hard and he seems to not be trying to let that happen. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So Tommy Vex files a lawsuit against the against Alan Kovac, the CEO of Better Noise, which is Bad Wolves label, saying that he tried to censor him uh, and strong arm him, the radio stations into not playing Bad Wolves when he wouldn't give him back the trademarks and, and also also using racial slurs against him. I'm again not saying any of any of that did or didn't happen, but that's, but, that's what's said. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what he says. Well, and, and Kovac did release a statement saying that his ac Vex accusations were categorically false and that Vex has dragged us into a ridiculous, unfounded narrative that falsely paints him as a victim. Yep. And I, I wanted to make sure we stayed. Another I love card. better noise music. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to make sure we state that because I do love better noise music and I would take their side over Tommy Vex side any damn time. Well, and a couple and a couple of the guys in the band at this point, you can tell when they're that they're starting to get annoyed. Like they literally said, you know, Alan Kovac has never is not the, basically he's not the kind of person who would do this. They said flat out, Tommy's making all of this up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just put yeah. that out there like that. So Better Noise files a countersuit later on for a breach of contract and copyright infringement. All kinds of nonsense going on. Casey, you want to get to the fun next part where where Vex goes on tour here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, it says, 
Imagine being ousted, ridiculed, falsely accused, betrayed, abandoned, and still carrying on. Imagine having your hard work, blood, sweat, stolen by vengeful, incompetent, and inexcusable greed. Imagine Mm. going through all of this and still picking up and booking a tour after a global pandemic and selling more tickets than your famous band's headliners ever did. Woo! That's that's a lot to take in. Yeah. (laughs) So all of that and Tommy Vex decides to go on tour under the title Tommy Vexed and the Bad Wolves with certain letters in the words bad wolves changed to numbers and symbols and stuff. So it's technically different. Technically. (laughs) To which the wolves report, (laughs) to which the wolves said, desperate people do desperate things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. So all of that's though, to say that um, this band has gone through the ringer during this time. This relationship has been an incredibly messy divorce. And, you know, it sounds that, that the, the rest of Bad Wolves have, have tried to take the high road as often as possible. But every once in a while, they're just like, you know what? We got to shut this guy down. <laughs> yeah. but, but then they, they came to, you know, keep trying to go back. I'm hoping now that this album is officially out, yeah. that that'll be the end of it. And they'll just quit commenting and move on. They've got they've got Dear Monsters to work with now. Like, let that be the thing. Let the music speak for itself, as they said. I, I think they are. I, I think they're getting ready to go on tour here. And, and you know, like I said, they, they're on a great label. They're going to be fine. They'll just be fine. <laughs> Next thing you know, they'll have the new singer. I'm sorry. Better Noise will have the new singer appearing on some other artists, you know, like, yeah. oh, yeah, get them, you know, get them in the Better Noise family real good. I'm actually surprised this this whole album has no guest vocalist that I could find. Yeah, that's true. I think that's because they they wanted to make sure that, you know, it was about the band and reestablishing themselves. That makes sense. They don't need a guest vocal necessarily whenever they're already, all of the tracks on here are by a brand new vocalist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, it's a great album. That was the other thing that Tommy did was he released some of the tracks that better noise owned that was off of this album. And they shut that shit down too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's don't play, man. They don't. (laughs) So, so you guys are, are bigger fans of this band than I am. I don't really know them all that well, to be honest. I haven't listened to disobey or nation, their first couple albums, which Mm -hmm. by the by, even with all this drama, this is three albums since May of 2018. So good on them for, for, you know, putting them out there pretty quick. So you say you were saying that this is a very good album, but maybe not up to the status of nation, the previous one by you guys judgment. Yeah, Nation. They took a step uh, forward in the white in the right direction, but with this album, and I, I don't know if it's just because of the new singer or just creatively direction that they were going for. They kind of they kind of went back to disobey on some of the tracks, but I did want to make reference uh, to a couple of of tracks in in particular. I thought it was kind of funny that they have a track called Comatose. Mm. Keeps following us. <laughs> Specifically on a, a better noise label with, you know, you have Eve Under Fire and, and now Bad Wolves. Oh, sometime we'll we'll have a battle and we'll put, okay, the vote of Skillet, Eva, and Bad Wolves. Who does the best song called Comatose? Yes. The other song that I wanted to reference, I, I kind of felt like this, it's 12 tracks. I felt like one or two of them probably could have been left off. 
One in particular, which I don't know how long they've been working on this and when they would have originally released it, but I kind of always find it humorous whenever a band releases a song titled Summer, in this case, Springfield Summer, in fall. (laughs) It kind of, I would have left that off and released that as a separate single just by itself. I understand your reasoning behind that, but I'm all for adding more songs to albums nowadays, just because <laughs> the last album that somebody tried to pass off was nine, nine tracks. And it's just like, come on, <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. So I, I appreciate having 12 to 15 tracks on an album. Yeah, uh, no, I, I definitely won't turn that down. I do agree that I think a little bit more production could have gone into this album. I think that it seemed that they were more concerned on trying to just get it out and capitalize right. on their popular. Well, I don't know about popularity, but the capitalize on the controversy that's been created yes. by this. Yeah. And and also to try to get it behind them, because if you put out this album, then you can finally say, look, Hey, you know, we're focused on, on mm-hmm. dear monsters. We're focused on moving forward. And, and I think that was just their, their goal behind this album. I, I don't, I think it was great. I don't think it was like, I, I do think it was better than disobey. Because Disobey didn't really have like a, a, they didn't have a sound like they didn't have they had zombie. Yeah, they weren't really unique in that. I think they kind of discovered their sound in Nation uh, as they were getting more chemistry together. But I, I do think that they will be rebuilding this chemistry uh, with DL in, in no time. You know, maybe it might take an album or two, but I, I don't think this album's terrible. I'm really curious to see them live. Not that I'm scheduled to see them live anytime soon, but yeah, no, I agree with that. This is another one where I want to note pretty cool cover art. And in fact, for me, the best cover art that they've had yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Disobey looks like a video game from about the year 2002, the cover <laughs> of it. So I can't love that. Uh, Nation, the whole thing with like a a scantily clad woman on it, that's been done a million times. Granted, she's got the wolf tattoo, which is kind of a cool touch. But uh, I don't know. When she's a famous like Instagram model. Yeah, uh, that's the, that makes sense because uh, she's like also on like all of their singles for that album as well. Yep. And I, I really think that they just somebody in the band was in love with her. or something. I don't know. Maybe I mean, I got probably I can understand why I don't, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> disagreeing, but Dan has lots of theories and this is not one of them. I, I yeah, I like theorizing about shit. I have no idea about <laughs> Did you ever find out. Did they ever announce what nation stands for? Because it is written out as an acronym. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really look into that too much. I've never seen a explanation on that, but I didn't care to look into it. I can, I can look into it now and see. <laughs> if anybody listening knows, let us let us know what nation stands for. I also want to note that we were talking about. I'm the one in the itch who gets hung up the most on like song and album lengths and what feels too short or too long. Like, give me more, give me less of this. Yeah. Even though this band isn't really my flavor, I will say 12 songs, 45 minutes of an album length is a pretty good sweet spot for, mm-hmm. for where I, in general, think most albums should land. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with that. I mean, if, if your songs were like five minutes, then, yeah, I definitely say less is more. But I, I do agree. Either Most of the songs were right around three to four minutes. And that's yeah. why I think 12 songs was appropriate. You know, yeah. I, I will say that. You know, other than like a couple of the singles, Comatose, Lifeline, uh, you know, I think Gone, Wildfire that are like right in the middle of the album. There there was not too many tracks that stuck out. 
Yeah. Mm. I think the album is really good in the sense that you can just put it on and not be like, I need to, I I need to skip this track. It sucks. Like that's not going to happen. Like they're all really good in in their own way. There's just nothing that sticks out as in like, I got to listen to this song when I play this album. There's just not, there's just not a song on this, on this album like that. Yeah. If there was, it would probably be lifelines, but, but that's, I think the first single off the album. Yeah. So, so good on them on picking that as the first single. Yeah. Or good on better noise. Probably. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Good on somebody. Damn it. Good good on somebody for doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Very good point. So yeah, all of this to say, I don't know. I, I just, we, we saw that these two albums were coming out about the same time and decided that it was, worth exploring a, a little bit yeah, yeah the whole idea of bands going through sloppy or not sloppy divorces or reconciliations like i said the fuel one the two guys uh who weren't brett in the band they had already had a breakup of their own years before and they came Multiple back together times. for this album yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and so so like these stories can have pseudo happy endings depending now what how we feel about the album is a whole nother matter but you know i'm for people reconciling things and i'm for people moving on if something can't be reconciled well, and I like I like the situation with Fuel because, you know, let's say that they do stay together and they, you know, the next album maybe is better. And then you got Brett Scallions that maybe starts putting out solo music. And that way you have like more contributors to, to music and they're both making good music. I'm not saying that they're doing that right now, yeah. but I'm saying that it could happen. And <laughs> it's just good for music if that were to be the case. Like, yeah. for instance, you know, it's, it's really funny because like. Three Days Grace, you have 100% Three Days Grace, right? Yeah. And then they yep. split up. You got Adam leaving and, and he formed Saint Sonia. And I feel like the Three Days Grace now is like 75% of what they used to be, mm-hmm. which is probably accurate. But and then like you still have Saint Sonia, which is, is good, but it's just not as good as what Three Days Grace used to be. Exactly. But it's better than what Three Days Grace is now. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's fair. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because they are they are a very accurate uh, depiction of that. Yeah, and so I mean, but you're still getting great music from both bands. Uh, it's not as good as what you know, hundred percent Three Days Grace used to be. <laughs> but hey, you're getting seventy five percent Three Days Grace and about eighty percent, you know, Saint Sonia. And if you listen to Three Days Grace <laughs> and Saint Sonia, you're getting one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, Steiner math is coming into play. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> all right, so you know, I'm gonna still say, go out there and listen to these albums. Let us know where you think, what you think, and and how they uh, are doing with their their new lineups. And yeah, come back to us. We want to hear it. Or you know, is are there any custody battles that that you? felt like you were the loser of. Oh, gosh. <laughs> God, yes. I mean, because M- there's been situations like musically. that. Yeah, musically. musically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking musically. Because, you know, there, for instance, like, I, I don't think that the, I was a loser in this situation, but I know a lot of people feel this way. But, like, I am a huge fan of Sublime with Rome. Mm. A lot of people are not. They don't like, you know, the way that the band has gone. They, they are true Sublime, you know, realists or whatever you want to say well there's only one member of the band left right yeah yeah there the is. original sublime yeah only one of them mm-hmm. just kind of wild in its own right all right well nonetheless we can wrap this up i think we've covered a few of these battles and maybe this is a topic we'll come back to with some more bands in the future because you know there are definitely enough to 
to get multiple uh, conversations out of. And and new ones are bound to pop up. Yep. Yeah. And we'll be there to cover it when the breakups happen. <laughs> and choose a side, because that's what I like doing. And choose a side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just don't get super vocal about it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Another t- another Tommy dig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he ain't going to be vocal in any band anytime soon. So, <laughs> Oh, the lead vocalist without a home. Yep. Oh, man, I just thought of the worst tour idea. I'm not even going to say that loud, but... <laughs> Trapped in Tommy Vex. We're cutting that with from the episode. Deuce. <laughs> with Deuce, Deuce opening, yeah. You gotta have Deuce in the beginning. You gotta drop Deuce before Tommy comes on stage. Fuck yeah, of course, man. <laughs> right, this has gone off the rails. I can't say anymore, or else we're gonna have a swath of people coming after us. <laughs> All this will be cut and not used. It'll be in the archives yeah, I was, somewhere. I was not saying use that. I was just. The moral of the story. It, that was the first thing that came to mind was the tool tour, but not containing the band tool, just a bunch of dicks. <laughs> the tool and douche tour. <laughs> we can't use any of this. I don't know what we're going to do with this episode. <laughs> so the, the moral of the story here is if you're sponsored by QAnon. Casey, <laughs> why do you keep going further down the rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah, cut it for a short clip of shit. That's <laughs> the moral of the story here is: if you're gonna break up, try to be reasonable, mature adults about it. It'll yeah. go better for everyone. <laughs> I mean, it might make for great entertainment like this for us. But... <laughs> All right, let's close this out. Yeah. So yeah. You know, and one thing I did want to mention is that we just had an interview with the violent and I think that's the way to do it. You know, they didn't have any kind of bad things to say. There was no, you know, bad juju. Like they just realized that they wanted to do kind of different things. And I think that's worked out. And I think that both these bands for both Bad Wolves and Fuel, it could work out, too. Uh, It's just a matter of trying to stay together and, and build that chemistry. But, you know, let us know what you guys think. That's right. So thank you very much for listening to the itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on. And stay together for the kids. (laughs) If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. After listening to our episode today, be sure tonight to check out our buddies Brian Colburn and Gomez of Playlist Wars as they are joined by myself, KC, to discuss 80s wrestling theme songs. We each come up with a list of 10 80s wrestling theme songs and this was a blast to record and i hope that our audience as well as the playlisters enjoy the hell out of this one the episode drops tonight 7 eastern 8 central playlist wars is available anywhere you enjoy podcasts also directly at playlistwarspodcast.com